This is The Quick and the Dirty. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. Was that too dramatic, Hillary, by the way? I'm working on my intro. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is too dramatic for you. Okay. I'm just trying to draw it out a little bit <laughs> as we near the end of the summer of 2018. I'm feeling very melancholy today for the start of the podcast, by the way. I am too. Why is it that even though there's like 10 days left of the official summer vacation, I got back to work, so I'm, I'm kind of done and I already yeah. have let summer go. Like <laughs> it's going to be hot for another 40 days, but not in my brain. So is the official end of summer to you when you end your vacation or is it actually when the weather changes? I think it's the end of vacation. Like there's no hope now until November. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I still have a week to go, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, next week, I'm going to be on vacation. Actually, we're still going to release an episode of the podcast. We're going to double up and try to get ahead of the game. But I'm going to be uh, cottaging next weekend. But it got me to thinking of all the things uh, that we still have left to do for the summer of 2018, because it's crunch time for a lot of people who are getting ready, you know, getting the kids back to school and all that stuff. I know. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I was talking with friends of mine uh, who are already done their back to school shopping for the kids. Ew. I know. Uh, And it made me think about, remember going back to school, you'd always get like a new outfit. And for some reason, even though we go back to school in September as kids and it's still hot for another 30 days, you always bought like a fall winter outfit. Yeah. And you had to wear it on the first day. (laughs) Corduroy baby. (laughs) The great first impression when you're starting out like junior high or high school and you're just (laughs) sweating. Do you remember, like, did you put the effort into that first day of school outfit? Because for me, it was like the most important outfit I wore all year. Oh, absolutely. It was the only time it didn't have a stain on it because it was brand new. (laughs) (laughs) I wore heels for my first day of high school. Did you really? How'd that go? Terrible. (laughs) That's the the last thing you want to do on the first day of high school is draw attention to yourself, especially when you're new to the city, because my family had just moved back to Montreal from Renfrew, Ontario. Okay. So, you know, I was uh, being introduced to all these new people. My cousins went to the school, so I had some kind of a base. But all I remember from the first day of school is the clop, 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 clop. Just imagine that with the terrible acoustics in a high school hallway. And also you're kind of sauntering around like Bambi with the unsure legs, like the knees are knocking together because you probably haven't worn heels that much and you're like that was yeah they just waxed the floors over the summer (laughs) so it's super slippy and then you're just you're just you just have a look of terror on your face that you already have because it's the first day of high school that was i i still remember that was the worst choice of outfit i've ever had in any scenario ever in the history of my life and that if i ever had a wardrobe regret that would be the one totally for me it was just always you buy a new sweater and you had to wear it the first day or like new boots like yeah. fall or winter boots, and you'd wear them anyway, and you'd just be a <laughs> pile of sweat. And back when we were in school, like not everywhere had air conditioning. That's right. And then next thing you know, you're just, you're just sitting there sweating, but you're still trying to look cute <laughs> with your little sweater on. Did you wear the sweater? Because I remember the big move was, you know, the sweater around like the Carlton way. Yeah, no. Only that, jerks do that. Yeah, well, then you have to, though, at some point when you're sweating <laughs> like a hog. You got to do what you got to do to make the outfit work, Hillary. Oh, my God. back! To, I'm so glad we don't have to go back to school. I know. It's pretty disgusting. I was reading something today that said the average Canadian family spends about $833 on back to school. What? 
Which is like more than some people spend on kids at Christmas. Uh, so th- is that including school supplies and outfits? Like pr- like school supplies, outfits, maybe like some electronics for some people. So that's an average. Because oh, like, you think yeah. about high school students, you need a laptop now. Yeah, my kids each have a laptop too. That Yeah, you absolutely can't get along without one almost. So yeah, wow. That's a lot of money. Like a lot of money. And most people say that they get super stressed about back to school as well. Just think about how many sweaters that could buy, Hillary. <laughs> oh man, I saw the scariest thing at the drugstore. Last week, what is it? Well, I have. I'm a long way away from being a teen. It's been a few years, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still obsessed with those teen packs they have at the drugstores. Oh, uh, deodorant, little shampoos, little mini conditioners, little razors, some period yeah, yeah. supplies, all that stuff. I don't know what it is about them, but I'm like. I'm so attracted to it. Plus, it's a great deal, and I love a good deal. Uh, But (laughs) right beside the teen packs in the uh, drugstore back-to-school aisle, Halloween candy. Oh, no way. Like, slow your roll, shoppers, drug mart. (laughs) Uh, The dollar store has had Halloween stuff in Ottawa for weeks now. That's candy entrapment. Like, there is no way I stand a chance. My goal every year is to not eat any chocolate for Halloween before actual Halloween. As if. That's not a thing, Hillary. That's not. Why do you even do that to yourself? You and I both know it's not a thing. <laughs> October 30th, you can make it to October 29th, possibly. But for me, always, I'll snap on October 30th. It'll be like it's practically here. Give me a, give me a Snickers, kid. <laughs> Off we go. Off we go. But I hate that the grocery stores are now selling all of the boxes of them now. It's like, come on. Right. Enough. I know people get them for their kids for like school snacks. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. My mother never bought me chocolate bars for my school snacks, ever. Oh, no. Our family, we didn't even get fruit roll-ups. Oh. We were lucky if we got, like, the granola-y granola bars. Like, yeah. never a chocolate piece to be found. I like it the way you're like, we never even got fruit roll-ups. This is child abuse. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, my gosh. My boyfriend's <laughs> kids can't go two hours without fruit gummies. I know. The world my would son- end. <laughs> My son is 15 years old and eats five at a time. Like it's pathetic, and he and he's, he thinks he's eating fruit. That's where the, that's where the you know the disconnect is. I can't make him smart, Hillary. Honest to God, I swear to God. So what else do you have left to do for the summer? Gotta ask. For me, you know, I'm pretty much done. I'm ready to move on. I'm really? just looking forward to my next vacation, which is in November. <laughs> so that's it. Is that Isn't sad? that sad? That yeah. That's sad where that we only live for the next vacation. I do the exact same thing too, but I'm doing the cottage next week. And the only thing I haven't done this summer that I do uh, almost every single summer is kayak. Oh, that's lovely. I don't see you as a kayaker. Well, um, I know you look at me and I well, usually when people see me uh, and I'm wearing something uh, like um, sleeveless, they think, wow, look at that upper body strength. Uh, And they think, wow, there's a kayaker. (laughs) Well, it's it's more the feather boa. I don't see it really (laughs) transferring well to the water. I love kayaking. Like I love <laughs> kayaking. I know the feather bow. It just doesn't. <laughs> I make it work, Hillary. Don't worry. With the life jacket, I I actually um don't wear the life jacket because I don't find it flattering. <laughs> I have one in my kayak. Okay. Like if I if I capsize, I'll I'll be hopefully I'll have the presence of mind to grab it on my way down. But uh, well, for the moment, I know it's terrible because the kayak is buoyant. <laughs> I could do that too. You're right, right Hillary. I, uh, clearly, I just don't have a plan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
I just pray to God it's not on video. That's the only thing I'd be thinking okay. of the whole time. But yeah, I love kayaking. You know, um, and I've given it some thought as to why I enjoy it so much. I'm not a crazy kayaker that tries to push the limits. That's not happening. But I'd go nice and easy. And that's when, because you're doing this, this fluid motion and you don't really think about anything, that's when I kind of get lost in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's and when terrifying. you capsize on a wave <laughs> and go right. down. Oh, God. But honestly, I like the feeling of relaxation that you aren't. It's, you know, it's not a strenuous thing, really. It's you're getting great exercise. Uh, you're moving so that you have beautiful things to watch along the way. And really, I think about really deep things when I kayak. Like, I just think about my life and I, uh, you know, reevaluate things. That's how I end every summer almost on a nice kayaking trip. And that's what I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks. That's beautiful. So do you like portage or is this just like uh, an hour out each day? Uh, this We rent a cottage every summer, and uh, usually we do it over the course of the Labor Day long weekend, but this year we're going a full week as a family, and this cottage provides all of these kayaks and canoes and paddle boards. So I, just every single day I take the kayak out and I go for a nice little a little spin around the lake. Oh, so boy. It's, it's, so you're bringing the whole family. To the cottage, but not on the kayak. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is your escape from the family. Oh, maybe that's why I like it so much. I never really thought of it that way. You're right. Well, you just spent a week at the cottage with the kids. How was that? Oh, it was our very first family vacation as a group. Uh, my boyfriend has two kids, nine and 11-year-old girls, and uh, we rented a, a very quote-unquote cozy cottage <laughs> on Lake Huron. Yeah. Oh, that sounds we, nice. It, it, oh, it was very nice for like the first three days. Um, we had a great time. The kids are wonderful. They're actually really accepting and loving of me. Like I kiss them goodnight on the forehead and we, we have a great relationship. But they're also at that point in the summer where they uh, are sick of each other. Because my boyfriend, Chris, and uh, his ex, they use their vacations to watch the girls. So the girls don't go away to camp. They don't have any separate time. They're always together for two months in the summer. Oh, my God. And so, like, they're just done with each other. They need new friends. They need a break. And I think that we remember that from when we were kids. Like by the end of the summer, I I look back on my childhood and I think about all these moments with the family at the cottage or in the backyard and like rose colored glasses. But now having seen this, I can remember some pretty brutal moments with my brother by the end of summer. And you're bored. You're just, you're bored, basic. I remember being really bored sometimes in the summer, and I'm always looking for action, and I only have a sister to have that action with. And you're right. It's like, are you again? Oh, my God. And sometimes you just cause a fight for something to do. Well, I do that in my marriage, too, Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super bored. So, like, going to the cottage with the family is a giant game of, like, pivot. So, as soon as, like, a fight breaks out, then you pivot to a new activity. And then, like, something else happens and you pivot. And it's just normal kid stuff. Like, every kid does it. And they were wonderful. I mean, we literally had a three-room cottage. I don't count the bathroom because it was barely the size of my closet. Oh, but God. Uh, you would have but died. You, there was I one would... mirror in the entire cottage. Well, listen, if I have to rough it, the last thing I want to do is see myself. So <laughs> maybe that's a, not a bad thing. Did the kids have their own bedroom? They did, but they were in bunk beds. And it was like 
the size of a closet. It was so tiny. And then ours barely fit a double bed and a side table. And then the living area was like living room, dining room, all in one, about the size of my regular bedroom at home. So it was tight, but we were right on the water. So every two seconds, we're running down to the water, swimming, coming back, eating, swimming, eating, swimming, eating. <laughs> the cottage is such a nice idea, but you forget, first of all, how much you have to do because you're still cooking all day long. Oh, constantly. yeah. You're, you're still keeping the place neat because you don't want to be pigs. Uh, and you have and it's, you, I always feel like the cottage, I'm, I always feel like a little dirtier, <laughs> running a little dirtier than normal. I don't like that feeling much. I don't mind it. In fact, it's very freeing to let go. Uh, Also, our cottage was so small, there was no chance of any action happening in that cottage. Really? So, like, it was so tiny, like, nothing could happen without people hearing. So, it was a celibate week. Wow. That's too bad, because yesterday, I was telling Tim, because, you know, we're going to this cottage, and I said, hey... I hope I get some action. He looked terrified when I said that, as he usually does when I suggest that I'd like to have sex. He actually has a look on his face like, oh, my God, my wife wants to have sex with me. Uh, and But then he was like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to get any. Well, if you're not getting any and you're like, you've been with the guy for, you know, three years, I'm definitely not getting any. That's fine. It just it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time. We were having nice family times. And yeah. um, honestly, best week ever. I loved it. I'm so, you know, you're so cute because you posted a selfie on social media and you actually looked, you look so relaxed and happy. You know, they're just a bunch of dorks, my family, and I love spending time with them, even when things are tight and testy because it's the end of summer and it's time to go back. You know, they're just great people. And you enjoyed spending that time with uh, with your guy as well. Oh, absolutely. And just getting to know the girls better because I'm still, I mean, we've only been hanging out with the girls and us together for just over a year now. Yeah. And we're meshing really well. In fact, I didn't go back to the house after we left the cottage. I went to my place and the girls were like, when's Hillary coming? Aww. And uh, see, I love this. I love that you're meshing so well, but it's a process too, because it's one thing to see them in the weekend. It's another thing to spend a week together in the cottage, sleeping, waking up together, breakfasts, all that time in between. It's a lot. Things that I have to step in and help out with and watch because my boyfriend gets busy or he's doing something or cooking and then I'm watching and making sure nobody gets hurt. So there's a little bit of disciplining, but like not disciplining, but being like, hey, don't do that. Well, see, that would, that's where I would have trouble because they'd be like, those aren't my kids. And I still want to be respectful of the fact that they're my boyfriend's kids. But at the same time, if they're doing something bad, they should be disciplined because they're kids. Right? There's Do you a have lot trouble of like, with that? wait till your father comes in. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, funny. I mean, they're so good. That's the, the nice thing about girls. Unless they're ragging on each other, they're never doing anything wrong. No. Um, it must be weird for him to be outnumbered with all those women around him. I don't know, honestly, how he does it. <laughs> He's going to notice when they're teenagers, like as they get older and they're like 15 and 17. He'll he'll really notice it, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I worry sometimes that they'll think of me as like the wicked witch, but with a B. And yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make all the happy, good memories while they don't have hormones. And oh, yeah. So that, like, that maybe they can remember all those nice times we had. 
And then one day you will not be anybody new. You'll be somebody old in their life. And then they'll start taking you for granted and they'll be bees to you. You'll see. <laughs> I can't And that's wait. just the way it goes. And But you know, there's almost a... There's almost a sweetness to that, too, that they could be bees in front of you. Yeah, actually, when they are just being kids and getting into whatever they get into, like every other kid, um, I actually like it because it means they're comfortable enough to be humans with you, right? Aww. Like when you're in as a, a new person, everybody's on their best behavior and they don't want you to be mad at them. And sometimes those difficult moments where you do lose your temper on uh, on the kids and you, you have to take a moment, step back and have a, a real heart to heart conversation. Those are the bonding moments when you can yeah. say, you know, I don't always like what you do, but I'll always love you. And then they, they start to process that sense of safety. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought, Hillary, I thought you were going to keep talking. Sorry. No, I just, I, I had a moment. I had a moment. You had your moment so there. Like, yeah, no, I think that's sweet too. But um, I wonder if they're going to test you one day. That's that's where I wanted to ask you about. If you mean you're hoping they test me because well, you I get like, tested by your boys every single day and you want to see this crap go down. Oh my God. They don't test me anymore. They already know what their boundaries are. Like they know what they know. My kids know exactly how to push my buttons. We're beyond testing me now. They know exactly what to do. They know what what's going to piss me off and set me off. They try not to. But at the same time, I get mocked constantly. <laughs> Constantly. Have you guys started packing for the cottage? Because that's the other thing about renting a cottage that's not yours. You have to bring everything with you. And Uh, that is a process. Like we thought, oh, I'm in a cottage. It'll be so fun. Uh, The packing process and unpacking process is awful. I have a list. Is that is that packing yet? No, we're not actually there yet. But I have like I'm a, I love lists. Like lists are my life. Okay. I have, a, I have a list for everything I do in my life. My show, my groceries, my weekends. If I travel, like everything is about lists. So yeah, I have a the crazy list already. Things to bring. Grocery store list. Costco list. Uh, packing list. <laughs> like it's it's on, baby. So nothing's been executed yet. To answer your question, <laughs> if that's what you wanted to know. What? I'm there yet. Can I can I do, can I just say one other thing though? Because we're talking about cottages and traveling. I've romanticized the idea of one day getting an RV. Okay. And and speaking of lists, uh, I I drive by this RV dealership every single day. It's right by my house, and I see it. And I look inside this parking lot filled with RVs, big and small, the trailer ones, uh, the Winnebago ones, the ones you can drive. And I just have this idea. That that's the life for me. Do you have any experience with an RV? So my neighbors are obsessed with this idea right now. You know what they just did? They rented one for the weekend. They picked it up, uh, I forget where, and then drove it out to like sandbanks for the weekend. You can rent them? I never even thought of that. You absolutely can. And there's an Airbnb type app so you can rent them on there. And if you buy one, you can rent it out. What do you mean? Okay, go back to the Airbnb so I could say, oh, I want to go to, uh, I want to camp or glamp for a weekend somewhere. So yeah, I could just so you just go on to this. Out. I don't know the name of the site, but they were talking about it because they're thinking about buying one and then renting it out. And they said that there's a service kind of like Airbnb where you can, if you buy an RV, you can list it. And the service provides all the insurance and stuff, so you don't have to worry about that. And then you can rent it out to other people. So I would assume if you want to rent one, you can go on there. And find one to to go on your road trip with. Oh, 
I love. I see. I love the idea of that, but there's two things that kind of always stop me. Uh, the first thing is if you get one of those trailer hitches or you get those whatever they're what are they called RVs trailers whatever. Yeah, the pop okay. up t- the pop the tent up tent trailers, right. and then you 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 get a site for the weekend. Number one, you never know who your neighbor is going to be. And I don't want to be stuck somewhere for a weekend with a bunch of lowlifes because I'll be my own lowlife. Thank you very much. <laughs> I want to um, be the problem, not experience the problem. <laughs> exactly. I don't want I don't want a problem in my life. I'm at an age now where I want to party, but I don't want to party with hooligans. I want to w- party till 11 p.m. and then I want to shut it down and go to bed. Uh, make it 11, 30, 12. And I want it to be wine and not shots. Okay. I just, I want it to be more of like refined hooliganism. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Just a little more upscale. And number two, the bathroom. Um, I don't like the idea of hooking up my own sewage. <laughs> That's not going to work for me, Hillary. <laughs> like you go to people, like we went to our friend Mike's, um, uh, you weren't there, but I went to glamping with our friend, our mutual friend, Mike. And, you know, he's like, well, if you need to do number one, you got to do the view. And I'm, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I can't, ha- and it's too small. The notion of having a, uh, just the notion of doing something private in there and it's, you can barely squat. Right. But you if know, it's yours I, for the week, you clean it and you don't have to squat. But I don't want to clean. Like they just, I don't, I just want it. I want a toilet and I want it to go where somewhere and I don't need to worry about it after that. That's the life that I want to lead. I mean, it's not that complicated. Most of them are like, if it's number one, do whatever. And then if it's number two, add some water. Uh, no, it's still not for me. I'm out. I'm out. But I know that these you places... You are so high, May. But you'll go kayaking. <laughs> Frig. I just, it's, it's this... I like to. I like the idea of things. Aren't most people like that though? You like the idea of things, and then when you actually uh, come to the part of executing these things, and you realize how disgusting they are. To me, a weekend camping is like Game of Thrones. It's disgusting, <laughs> literally. Like Game of Thrones. It's like that. <laughs> people are wearing beaver pelts and they don't shower. It's disgusting. And everybody's dirty and they have soot on their but faces. But if you have like a nice enough RV, there's a shower in there. Uh, see, again, also nice, but then again, who's going to hook up all the water and the business? It's not that hard. I just, I just want something even like more next level. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's called a cottage and you just yeah. rented one. <laughs> it's called a cottage and I can't afford it. It's <laughs> true. So, it yeah. is so true. Our cottage last week was basically like an RV that doesn't, doesn't move, but it had real, well, it had a septic. So. But it had a septic. Okay, that so there you are. You're next level already. That's what I want. Next level. I don't mind living in small quarters. I've never had a problem with small quarters. Okay, um, question for you. Would you rather go to the bathroom in an outhouse or have to hook up your own sewage in your trailer? Uh, girl, why would you even <laughs> ask me this disgusting question? Okay, I can't do outhouses. What? Like outhouses are my nightmare. I'll I'll do the septic anytime. Like then, even a porta potty with the blue stuff. I would rather. Li- I can't. I can't even think of what I'd rather do. But I wouldn't rather not be there. How's that? <laughs> I can't <laughs> handle the idea of going into an outhouse. And what do you do when you walk into an outhouse? The first thing you do is look down the toilet to see what's happening in there. <laughs> you want to know the situation. That's the first thing I do. I got to know the situation. Checking for animals and I'm- creepos. Remember that guy got arrested recently <laughs> for living tall. in a porta potty, like looking up. Can you imagine you're going to squat and you see two eyes looking up at you? You're like, come on. <laughs> to be honest, like, if you're going to go to all that trouble to be down there, good on you. 
Enjoy. <laughs> like, you know what? I know. I'll be like, have you not heard of the internet? That's where you should live. Go to the internet now. Get out of here. How do you get in that thing? How do you get out of there? What well, is does- trapped? <laughs> and then how does the person who's using the toilet not see that person immediately? I don't you, know. Like, Hillary, no. I, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why I, when I go to an outhouse, the first thing I do is I investigate. I need to know the situation. <laughs> I, look for, I look for toilet paper. I look, I look, oh my God, in my nightmare. I'm doing the like, I jump up on the seat and walk around in circles like my dog checking for snakes. <laughs> you should see me when I go to a music festival. The outhouse is there because they get dark right. you know there's usually like they always put them in the darkest place why don't they put light in an outhouse it's because you don't want to see what's right. happening in there at, at <laughs> when you've been drinking it's better you don't know i have seen things in those oh my god now some trailer parks have public bathrooms and showers that's where so, I'd like be. you cannot use your septic system but i would rather use my own and have to hook it up than have to be in a wet public bathroom uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a matter of preference. I can do number one, <laughs> but I can't, I just, I can't, I just, there's still a part of me. I don't know what it is. There are those women and people that are so comfortable about their bodily functions and fluids that I, that, you know, nothing's a problem. I, it's a problem for me. I'm still a lady at the end of the day. I'm still a lady, Hillary. But do you think you like practice would make perfect? No, no. <laughs> Or desperation. It's not a smoky eye, Hillary. It's a state of mind, and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. And I'm. It's bad enough that when you're at the cottage or you're in a trailer or whatever, you can you can't shave your legs at the regular frequency that you normally would, and the quality isn't there because mm-hmm. you're in you're in a tight space, so you always miss a few spots. That's what I hate. My legs feel gross. I always feel gross. I don't feel clean. None of this is good. The now shaving talk- at the cottage was the challenge. Like our shower. You could not bend over without oh, hitting your head. That's not okay. So I I took to shaving my legs on the patio with a bowl of soapy water. <laughs> Classy. In my bathing suit. Classy. And then getting a shower. <laughs> well, the neighbors couldn't see anything. But, but still, I love that. <laughs> I was like, well, the kids, we go swimming with the kids. And you know, when you have younger kids and you go swimming, it's not fun because they don't want to like, we're playing, we're having fun, we're doing our own thing. No, they are on you. And the youngest daughter of my boyfriend, she loves to point out every little fault, like not in a mean way. She just like makes statements. So she'll touch my legs and she'll be like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. These are sharp. <laughs> because as soon as you get in the cold water, the claws come out like your yeah. your little stubble. So I had to shave all the time so I didn't have to hear it from her. It was just it was not a good situation. No. The worst is when your kids look at your boobs and when they're little and they're like, "What happened to your boobs, mom?" Oh, oh no. great. Well, you did. You did. That's what happened to them. Now Amazing. shut up. <laughs> That's oh, right. My shut goodness. up and touch my legs. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, hills. My mother's on social media. Did I tell you? I'm so sorry. Should I we know. have a, a little funeral for your social media account? Oh, well, two things happened this week. My mother sent me a text and, uh, oh gosh, I wish I, sh- I sh- might be able to find it here, but it says that she basically found our podcast 
and she started listening to it and then she sent the podcast to her sister <laughs> and now Lord. that's like oh god i'm out <laughs> the apocalypse she, is coming and the first thing you think of when you talk about your mother is okay what have I said about my mother that might get me in some serious trouble here? I complained about her road tripping, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and the I, kabuki music or whatever? The, the bazooki music. I don't even know what that, it's the called. The kabuki music. Whatever. <laughs> and I've complained I just I've complained about my mother on the podcast. Yes, I have. But I hope I hope now in retrospect it was in a loving way. Can you confirm or deny? I cannot do either because I hear you talk about her on the podcast, but then I also hear off the record, Sandra, Hillary, leave that part out, please, please, Hillary. My mother is now on Facebook and you know, when you know, when someone's stalking you as they like pictures from four years ago, right, right. She's going well, back to see what's happening. She's archiving me right now. We're in archival <laughs> mode and she's fully archiving every picture I've ever posted. And, and the worst is that now she's found messenger. Oh no. She slid into your DMS. She's right into my DM and now she's <laughs> waving at me. So I see this wave from my mother the other day. I'm like, what in the hell is she doing on messenger? Where'd she come from? So I wave back. So what does my mother to do just keeps waving <laughs> so now all she doesn't know how to escalate <laughs> so but you don't want to do it either like don't teach her to type no, I don't. <laughs> i'm not saying anything hillary i'm just responding in a wave so right. i'm not rude right and i just the last thing i want is my mother sliding into my dms and she calls me we speak three times a week and now she's listening to my <laughs> podcast i can't hillary oh my parents listen to so my parents recently moved 20 minutes from the radio station i work at so they can now for the first time in my career listen to my regular daily radio show not online oh i'm so sorry that's what a yeah. curse it is it's terrifying. I've lived about six hours from my parents my entire radio career. So this is new. Do you go on the air now and when you're going to talk about your boyfriend or your life in any way, is that always at the back of your mind now? Like, okay, if my mom is listening, how is this going to affect my life? (laughs) Uh, Sandra, I'm unmarried and in my late 30s. They've lost all hope. (laughs) But are they worried about you saying something that will embarrass them or, you know Uh, what I mean? I think so. I mean, the benefit is they only have a few new friends here in town. So my biggest fear is that they'll be like, oh, yeah, my daughter works at a radio station. And someone will be like, oh, I heard her talk about you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, But at the moment, they have nothing to lose because they don't have uh, too many friends yet. Right. I'm going to have to be increasingly more careful. Right. You're just worried that it will ruin new friendships before. Before they even begin in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. I love my parents so much. It's such a blessing to have them close by. They came to my show yesterday. I sang at a jazz festival and they were sitting front row and center. I saw the Facebook live video and Hillary, as long as I've known you, this is the first time I've ever seen you sing live. And I sat there and I watched that video and holy crap, you're a great singer. Did you not hear me? So like in Jamaica a couple of years ago, you guys might have been a different week that year. No, I was that week, but I had to go to bed. Oh, okay. I know I didn't. I, I, unlike you, I don't know how you can stay up late. 
and do your job. I I can't. I have to go to bed at a girl. If you know what I mean. If I don't go to bed at eight, I'm going to go to bed at one and I'll be drunk and I'll have a terrible show the next day. So I had to go to bed at eight. Yeah. So yeah. yeah that they, maybe we can share it if you like, but uh, on our <laughs> Facebook page. But. Oh, let's do that. Let's do that. I absolutely. I'm going to write that down and I'll make a note of it because. Um, it's just it's nice it's nice to see you in that element and you're so comfortable behind a mic just singing your jazz songs, girl. Yeah, except every picture from that festival, I feel like I'm going to get a montage of them for you. I look like I'm uh, performing fellatio on my microphone. <laughs> well, at least the microphone was happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> it really enjoyed the performance. Did it? <laughs> just a little extra service you provide. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's why you keep getting invited to sing jazz? <laughs> I don't know. But I, it was a great amazing. time. I love being involved in the community here. And so when you are, you've got the microphone down your throat and you're singing a song. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and it's deeply satisfied. Uh, when you look out at your parents, is that unnerving or jarring to, to, I mean, they're right there in front of you. Is that weird? Well, okay. So when they're smiling, no, but you have a mother. So you know that look. Yeah. Like when when something's not perfect, they love you unconditionally, but they notice those conditions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's you hit true. a note and your mom's like, mm. <laughs> that's unnerving. Uh, also unnerving was I showed up to this gig. And remember a, a little while ago, I had mentioned that my very first serious boyfriend who I lost the V card to uh, had recently moved to town. Yeah. And had LinkedIn stalked me and gotten in touch. I declined a coffee invitation. Uh, I show up to this gig and uh, guess who's playing on the stage before me because we went to music school together. Yep. And my oh. parents are sitting in the front row. <laughs> and so they say, okay, did you talk? We said hello briefly, but it was super awkward. Um, he was awkward. I was awkward. And now I have to tell my boyfriend about it because I cannot keep any secrets. Nothing would ever happen. But it was just really weird. And I, I feel like I have to tell him everything. Well, you, it, it, I mean, this is someone significant in your life. I think it's worth mentioning only because if you don't, your parents might. <laughs> so you've got you to head this off at the pass, girl. Why are you behaving like a guilty person? That's what I want to know. Because your thought know. process, your thought process is like a guilty person right now. I, I think it's just like in my brain, I don't much like thinking about other people that have been with him. I mean, I have to deal with his ex every day, but um, and she's lovely, but I still don't super love it. And so, like, I think about from his point of view, he would probably feel the same. So I wouldn't want to keep anything because I don't want it hitting me in the butt later. Right. But this person isn't in your life anymore, like hasn't been forever. Right. So it's it's just an oddity. It's just a really awkward, weird encounter you had with someone that you actually chose not to see uh, recently, in fact. So there's nothing to hide except to say, God, there's something really crazy happened today and then laugh about it for two seconds and move on. Right. But yeah. I don't know why I feel the need to share it. I just do. Um. Like, you would should you? share it. Would, uh, would you? Yeah. If you ran into one of your major flames from before Tim, and this would have been a while ago because you've been married for a while, uh, would you tell him? Yeah, probably. Uh, if I bumped into someone maybe I used to date casually, no, because I probably wouldn't care anyway. Right. I, w I would only tell him based on how much I cared about it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I, he won't. You met Tim. He doesn't care. 
There's, <laughs> like, he wouldn't care. He really is very easygoing. He is very easygoing. He is not an insecure man. Does uh, that make you crazy a little bit? Like, you wish he was a little bit? I wonder, like, he, look, literally, Hillary, I've wondered, if he came into a room and I had a man on top of me giving me love, I wonder if he would even be mad or if he'd be like, oh, sorry, and then close the door and leave. <laughs> like, I honestly don't know what the man's reaction would be. I would, I don't think he would be, um, I don't think he'd fly into a rage. No, he'd be upset, but he'd do it on his own time where no one can see. Right. Because he's but, like, he's the wall. I don't know that he'd even lose sleep over oh, the fact. Oh, that's ridiculous. I honestly don't. He's he's not the kind of man, and he's always said, I'm never going to tell you what to do. I'll never be that person, and it's good. But at the same, and that's why we're still together, because I don't have anyone ever telling me what to do or making me feel bad about any choices that I make in life. It's I am who I am, and that's the way it is. But at the same time, I'd still like him to be jealous, but he won't. I don't think he's a jealous person. Odd. Isn't that odd? That is odd. But I, yeah. I almost like want my partner to be like a little bit jealous. I don't know why when I get jealous about him, it's because like I want him. <laughs> right. Do you think he will react in any way, shape or form to this story that you, you're going to tell him? Absolutely not. He'll be like, oh, that's weird. And then we'll move on. <laughs> because he's and, not a jealous guy. And, if you and he trusts and me he- implicitly and I trust him. It's just one of those things. I don't know why. What if it was reversed and he says, oh, I bumped into this woman I dated for five years, blah, blah, blah. You're going to ask 72 questions, aren't you? Because I would. (laughs) What was she wearing? Is she married? How many kids does she have? Was she lingering? Does she want your phone number? What's her name? Let me check her out on Facebook. (laughs) That's how women operate. Am I wrong? Yeah, because we like to know who the competition is. Exactly. I don't know why. I don't know why guys don't want to know who the competition is or they don't see other men as competition. Maybe it's also because we're like, hey, I'm hot. I'm hot. People think I'm hot. Don't you think I'm hot? (laughs) (laughs) That's really what I want. Right. But actually, you know what? Let me make an addendum. If he now bumped into an old girlfriend and um, and now I really honestly, I wouldn't care so much. Ten years ago, a different story. Right. But now that we've like we've settled in to over 20 years together, I'd I'd high five him if he could get a cart girl in his golf cart to sleep with him at this point. You know, be like, wow, you drive a minivan. It's not happening, Tim. It's not happening. You drive a minivan with a big dent on the side of it. You're not a good pick. You know, really. So funny. So, Is it? so funny. It's, well, uh, I, th- I feel like the last five minutes of this podcast has been about how insecure we are. <laughs> hey, we, we never denied it. <laughs> you're right. I know. And I'm embarrassed to say that I have been so insecure in the past. But now I'm, I'm definitely better. I'm definitely better. Maybe that's what this is all about. That they're, in, they're not insecure and we are. There you go. I think I'm growing as a human, though. Like, <laughs> we're not growing not just we're horizontally. Just, um. <laughs> <laughs> we're just in, we're just able to intellectualize everything now and understand what makes us tick. It doesn't mean that we don't tick the same way. Right. right. I don't I would I don't lose sleep over anything anymore. Um, I lose sleep over stupid things, but never any big things. Isn't that funny? Like what? Um, like if I have um, an event. For example, uh, coming up 
uh, I'll I'll lose sleep over like how I'm going to open the event and like what my opening line will be and I write jokes in my head like I lose sleep over that stupid stuff <laughs> all the time about opening lines and just comedy things that I want to do and you know hope I don't bomb once you've bombed once the fear of bombing just haunts you for the rest of your life you I never, guess so yeah have you never have you ever bombed Hillary oh I bombed hardcore at a at a it was a function that we were emceeing. Like, is that so when you said badly. the wrong thing and you you made a, a really bad joke? I made a bad joke about it being like a key party, and I didn't oh, read yeah. the room that it was a very Christian room. <laughs> Reading the room is the key. The bat. The the key. Anytime you go to any party, whether you're hosting it, whether you're the MC, even if you're an attendee, you ha- and you're around other people, everybody has to read the room, right? Right. But I always go for degree. the joke, and sometimes you got to go for the safe, cheesy joke that's not actually funny. That's like, right. When you're doing events, you go for the dad jokes because there's right. always a dad <laughs> right I uh yeah and then you you went for the wrong joke at that time yeah <laughs> and most times yes yeah most I've, like I'm a genuinely likable person I think for the most part I think so like I'm I'm valuable I'm not afraid to admit that I'm vulnerable and stupid sometimes and say the wrong things so people generally forgive me like I feel like beautiful people don't get that they don't get the gimme Agreed. Yeah, that's well, interesting. Beautiful women, that's true. especially, they get oh, what a bee, right? But they're like, oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a pass too. If you can own your mistake, I feel like, yeah, and you you're relatable and that you're just like a normal person and you're not, you know, overly pretty. <laughs> it's true. I don't know why it is, but women yeah. are terrible to each other. So if you're a gorgeous woman and you felt judged, I just want to apologize to you right now on behalf Aww. of all the ladies. I would also like to second that as well. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah. As we talk about something Sandra and I have never had to deal with. Never. We're going to wrap this podcast. Never. Never. <laughs> uh, and once again, we end on a sad note. This podcast is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 1053. Instagram, at Hillary on Air, at Sandra Kiss 1053. And on Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.